Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I am your host. I'm so happy to be here. I'm just getting the live stream up and running, giving it just a second, and here we go. All righty. Welcome, everybody, to the Katie Weaver Show. We are live. It is the 14th of April at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm so happy to be here. I hope you guys are having a good day. I hope that uh, the sun is shining. I know many of you have had uh, tornadoes and all kinds of wild weather happening. I hope that you're all safe and well. I want to let you know that we are over in the chat room. You can find that by heading over to 12radio.com. That's number one, number two, radio.com. Click on the chat button and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat. And my producer, Scott, is standing by and he'll gladly allow you into the chat room. So that's the way to do it. Oh, what can we say? (laughs) I have a lot to say today, actually. So much. I do want to let you guys know that today is the... uh, Wow, I got thrown off by the chat room. Sorry. Something's weird in the chat. Oh, well, whatever. Facebook has been very weird today. Okay, well, whatever. (laughs) We are here and we are live. Oh, let's see. I'm hearing people say they can't hear me on the show. Is that... Can you guys not hear me streaming? That says it looks okay. Uh, What happened is that right at the end of Kelly's show, we lost power for just a minute. And then... It came back on and we were scrambling to get our technology going so that we could have a show. So he's checking. But I do want to let you guys know that I'm also live streaming this event from my fan page on Facebook. You can find that at Katie Weaver Domestic Mystic. So lots of ways to listen. Okay, it sounds like Wenty Radio is playing, so we're good to go. Okay. (laughs) So. So many things to tell you about. I want to let you know that my newest uh, True Crime Paranormal podcast is out. It is another look at the Vallow Daybell case. Uh, We've been talking about it a lot, the case of the missing children in my town. This was a big step backwards to take a look at uh, Lori Vallow's third marriage, Joseph Ryan, and his death and all of the custody issues and things that went on within that marriage that were also pretty uh, interesting and questionable, as well as some updated information. There was actually a ton of movement in this case last week, and so it's all there, and you can find that, uh, you know, on any podcaster, True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters, or you can find it on YouTube, And I put a link in the chat room to the YouTube, but it is uh, True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters on YouTube. So you can check that out. I would love to be able to show that to you guys. So that's what's happening. (laughs) All righty. Well, so many things I want to tell you about today. Now, know that the live stream is happening from my fan page. However, I'll go and share that into the chat room. I think some of you guys are having a hard time finding it. So I'll share it into the chat, but we're going to talk today about past lives. And the reason why is because in meditating, pondering, asking what I can do to help you guys the most during this time, help my clients, uh, one thing I was told was that what I can do 
you know, among many other things, was to uh, perhaps think about working on past lives together. And the reason why is because you guys, we've all had many past lives and lives in which we gained strength, gained knowledge, you know, went through some of the things that uh, maybe that we're going through now or whatever it is, you know, and I felt like maybe a dive into past lives would help us to find some of that strength, find some of that peace, and draw it to the surface at this time. So tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific over at 1-2 Academy, I am offering a group past life regression. So what this is, is an opportunity for you to go with me on a journey into one of your own past lives. And... I haven't done one of these in a while. I'm not really sure why. I just haven't felt compelled to, but it's coming up really strong for me now. So I'm going to put a link in the chat room, but you can also find it listed over at 12academy.com under me, Katie Weaver. I am offering a 50% discount to that group. And so I'm going to put a link here in the chat with that code. You can also find the discount code in Luminous Magazine. So you can find Luminous at my website at katie-weaver.com. You can find it here on Facebook under Luminous Magazine. You can find it uh, on Instagram. Lots of ways to connect to Luminous. So I won't, uh, you know, I won't bore you with all those ways, but you can find Luminous. And my article this week shares that information. So I'm really excited for you guys to be able to connect with that. And I would love for you to join my class. I've already got quite a few in it, but there's no limit really because, you know, we'll all be doing our individual work together. So easy enough. All right. I did share the live stream into the chat, so if you want to find it there, uh, you certainly can, or you can head over to katie-weaver.com if you'd rather watch the live stream. Well, but we're going to talk about past lives today. So what does that mean for you guys? Well, I what I want to do, I'm going to share some things with you, but I also would like to uh, channel some past lives today, so I'll probably do two or three. Every once in a while, I do a group at 1-2 Academy where I channel your past lives for you. Some people prefer that to doing the work themselves. Maybe, uh, you know, guided imagery or meditation isn't really their jam or whatever. So some people actually do really uh, like it that way and other people want to experience it themselves. And some people, you know, probably like both, but I'm going to channel a few past lives today. Uh, Anyway, so that's what we're talking about. It's what we're working on. Uh, A couple of things I want you to know that are happening at this moment. We have at One Two Listen continually reevaluated what we're doing and how we're doing it, how to help you all the best during this time. One of the decisions that was made was to lower our time-based service rate through the end of April, and then we'll reevaluate that. But That's really exciting because it gives us an opportunity to always have a sale price available. So we do still have our sanctuary sale from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. where our prices are deeply discounted. But now with the onset of our uh, change here in time-based session prices, you can really 
get a, a deeply discounted price at any time if you just purchase a time-based session. So I'm really excited for that. And you just have to, all you got to do is look under your advisor uh, or whatever advisor you, I shouldn't say your, whatever advisor you want to speak with. And, uh, you know, they, they should have reflected uh, a change there, which is great. So you can find me over at One Two Listen and take a look at mine if you're interested. But that's something that we're offering at least through the end of this month. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's something that I think will be really helpful to everybody. So I'm going to throw up a link here. But again, I do have my class tomorrow, and I'm hoping that we get a very full house. It'll be a lot of fun. So this past life work is some fascinating business, that is for sure. I'm just taking a little peek in the chat room, and we'll keep going here. And actually, I think this is probably a good time for us to take a look at Luminous. So you can see Luminous Magazine. I'm going to put a link in the chat room. But you can also check it out over at uh, katie-weaver.com. So that's simple enough. While I'm getting there, I just wonder how you guys are doing in general. What was your Easter like? (laughs) Oh, or Passover or whatever you, or, you know, none of the above, if you don't really celebrate any of them. I, you know, we, it was quiet at our house. I made a corned beef with cabbage and mashed cauliflower, and I made my mom's bunny cake, not shaped as a bunny because keto cake is a little fragile, Uh, but I made her, her always Easter cake. I made a batch of deviled eggs that were frankly so terrible, I threw them in the garbage can. (laughs) So that kind of sucked, but I don't know what happened. I got way too wild with the uh, the salt shaker, and they were terrible. So, gosh, whatever. It's just, it is what it is, right? (laughs) But, yuck. Anyway, so that's kind of what Easter was here. We were pretty quiet. We Easter egged my sister's houses, and then they egged us back, which was kind of fun. But that was about it. You know, we we just do what we do. And this was fun. Lillian says her Easter was quiet and no one egged her house. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever done that before. I've never egged with real eggs, even in high school. But there you go. So I hope you guys are all doing well. Anyway, that's... Let's take a look at Luminous, and we'll keep going here. So, really love the cover, by the way. Love the cover. It's a picture of these gorgeous uh, orangey-yellow flowers with a butterfly, and it's just very warm. I felt like it was very joyful. You know, one of those things we really need right now. So, one of the things we're experiencing right now is that the Schumann resonance is really, really high. I've talked about the Schumann resonance on this show a lot, so I probably won't bore you guys too much with all of the details, but essentially the Schumann resonance is what's considered to be the heartbeat of the earth. And it was start it was measured they started measuring it in 1954 and up until about 2017, it was right in the range of 7 all the time, uh, a power seven all the time. It's measured in hertz. But at any rate, that went on for a long time. And then 
in 2017, it started climbing and spiked up into the 20s a few times, which was abnormal. Then it spiked up into the 30s. It had a day where it spiked up into the 90s. And it really got people's attention because it had been the same for so long. Now, people in the New Age community are looking at the Schumann Residence as a couple of things, sometimes as a guide as to how we are feeling. And that's kind of arbitrary because some people feel the Schumann really uh, strongly and some people don't, just like maybe some people feel the moon and some people don't. But here's one interesting thing that's happened. Last Sunday, during a global meditation that had tens of thousands of people participating in it, the Schumann jumped from seven clear up to the 60s, just out of the blue, and stayed there for a while, which that's the other thing that's been unique. The Schumann used to spike sometimes, like starting in 2017, up to these higher numbers and then pretty quickly go back down. Well, right now it's jumping to a much higher number and staying there for a while, which is also new and unique. Well, anyway, right after that, it dropped back down, and it was mostly in the sevens last week. Uh, Monday it was high, and then it dropped back down. Well, Friday there was a global fast and prayer day uh, with a lot of denominations and non-denominations, and it jumped again up to nearly 40 and stayed there for a, a fair amount of time. On Saturday, it dropped down to seven, where it tore typically goes. And then on Sunday, it leapt clear up to 68 and it stayed there clear until last night. 68. So some people feel in that energy, they feel um, overstimulated. They might feel exhausted. They might feel like they have a headache ringing in their ears. Other people feel extremely energized and kind of feel like they could bench press a Buick. So it kind of goes both ways. You might feel amazing in that energy and you may not. I believe that there are ways for us to harness that energy so that you can use it to your benefit. That's something that I'm going to be personally working on here in the next little while so that I can help with that. I did put a link in the chat room. There's a website called DisclosureNews.it that uh, tracks the Schumann Resonance daily, and they do a super good job of it. That's absolutely my favorite place to check it, so I did post it there. It is the power of 28 today, so it didn't go back down to 7 like uh, we probably would have expected it to. It's hovering right here around 28. Is it possible that human consciousness is having an effect on the Schumann? I think that is very, very possible. I feel like that may very well be what's happening here. I also wonder if it is going to, in general, raise and stay there here at some point. We'll see what happens. It's a really interesting thing. So I think that we're going to keep keeping an eye on it obviously we'll we'll continue to track it but i'm very interested in what's happening right now really interesting yeah quelly said i have been very unstable in my stance and having headaches i knew the resonance had to be high yeah really interesting cindy it's called the schumann resonance it is the it's measured in hertz it's essentially the heartbeat of the earth you know i'll put that 
in this live stream as well, that link to this website. I think they do a really good job of tracking it. So anyway, lots of interesting stuff. This, this planet is <laughs> a really interesting place to be right now, to say the least, right? Okay. Well, let's keep going here. I did want to take another little look at Luminous. I called the magazine the Just Keep Swimming edition because just like Dory in Finding Nemo, that's kind of what we got to do right now. We've got to keep swimming. We've got to keep trying. We've got to keep trying to find some things to be optimistic about. We've got to keep hoping. And we've got to keep our feet grounded on the ground. We need to be careful not to get get too swept up in fear we need to be careful not to give in to the idea that everything around you is a lie I'm seeing a lot of stuff floating around right now that is very fear-based and if you have some beliefs that are different from the norm that's fine I'm not here to criticize you in any way or tell you that your beliefs are right or wrong I'm absolutely not, but I'm going to say this. I've seen a lot of spiritual leaders passing around a lot of very fear-based information, and it's really bothering me. Do your own research. Do your own homework. Come up, to come to your own conclusions. Please do. But can we please, can we please be careful that we're not spreading more fear? Whatever you are spreading, make sure that you spread more love than fear. Make sure that you spread more hope. Make sure that you help people see that we are going to get through this and that they're going to be okay. And more than that, let's get our boots on the ground and help people, you know, in a very non-contact way, right? <laughs> okay. Jan said an odd headache the past few days. Yeah, me too. And Katie said, would this cause stomach issues? That's an interesting question because their stomach issues are, have been rampant at my house the last few days for many of us. So maybe interesting. Okay. My article this week we're going to come back to because, again, it's all about this past life business we're talking about today. Kai wrote a really, really important article about grief. Really useful information about grief, about how we experience it, about what's going on with us, and how some of what you're experiencing right now probably is grief, and maybe what to do about that. So I hope that you have an opportunity to listen or to read Kai's article. I provided for the tip of the week my rainy day bath salts. I love these bath salts for a rainy day or just for a hard day. Combine two cups of sea salt, 10 drops of birch oil, 15 drops of eucalyptus oil. Oh, sorry, 10 drops of eucalyptus oil. Wow. So 10 of birch, 10 of eucalyptus. Shake well, store in an airtight container, and add a half of a cup to a warm bath for a comforting soak. One of my favorites, birch oil, you guys. Oh, birch is so good. Okay. Well, that there's lots of great things in Luminous. Everything is new this week, so I do hope you guys have a chance to take a look. Lots of good scopes and articles and videos, just so much good stuff. So let me know if there's something in there that you particularly love or resonate with, or if you ever have a question or a problem accessing Luminous, please let me know. So there you go. Well, let's start talking past lives, okay? The past life topic for me is so fascinating. It's so deep, right? This is a very deep rabbit hole. And <laughs> there have been a 
ton of amazing books written about past life regression and past lives. I think some of the more interesting ones have been, uh, and I cannot think of his name, it's called Old Souls, the book. It's about children. It's a doctor that went to India and was interviewing children that have past life memories. Children that have memories of past lives that have connected them to their old families, that have given them, that they've been able to describe for their families where they lived, who their family members were, what they were, uh, how they died. Really interesting things. Yeah. No, uh, Michelle, Brian Weiss did not write that one, but Brian Weiss has written a ton of books about past lives that are very, very interesting for sure. So yeah, we can't leave him out of the conversation, right? Brian Weiss has done incredible work with past lives. So very interesting. And I think past life regression work and past life work in general is extremely powerful. Brian Weiss discovered that he could help people who had phobias to break them by digging into their past lives and finding times where, uh, you know, they died in a way that may have created that phobia. Like perhaps you are deathly afraid of snakes. What if it's possible that you had a past life in which you died via snake bite? Or people who are deathly afraid of water. What if you could dig in? What if you discovered that there's a past life that you died through drowning? Really, really interesting. And I've seen a ton of that in my own work as well. Uh, so yeah, it's worth it. And if you are looking for some things to read right now, I highly recommend reading all of Brian Weiss's books about past lives because they will blow your mind. There's another book. See how unprepared I am to talk not thinking about having titles of books ready, there is a detective who was, who retired. And after he retired, he was having all of these flashbacks about a life that happened before this one in which he was murdered. And he actually did a ton of work to solve that murder. It's really, really interesting. He was absolutely determined to figure out all of this weird stuff that he was feeling and what he was going through, and he did. That's a really interesting one. I'll, I'll hunt down that title and put it in the chat room when the show is over. But anyway, lots of good stuff. If you guys have had a past life regression or have past life memories that you want to share with me, I would love to see them. Really interesting stuff happening with past lives. Cindy said, I have had two past life readings. It was like watching a movie of my events. Very emotional. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a great uh, description of past lives. I used to have people come into my store and say, I want to do a past life regression. That sounds like fun. And I'd always be like, oh, bro, it's not fun. It's work. Is it worth it? Oh, yeah. Is it fascinating? Yeah, but I would never call past life regression fun. <laughs> but... Yeah, Val, he solved his own murder from a past life. Isn't that weird? So interesting. So great, actually. Weird in the greatest way. So I want to go through some of the uh, tenets that it's an article that I put in Luminous this week that, uh, and then I'm going to tell some stories from some of the past lives that I've done. And then, of course, you can, we'll do a few here in the chat room. All right, so this article was five powerful lessons that 
past life work has taught me. First of which, we are eternal sentient beings that have a tremendous amount of wisdom in our souls. Don't ever let anyone tell you differently. I had a client once, a dear friend actually, who had a relationship that she could not end and it sucked. It was emotionally abusive. There was a ton of abandonment in this relationship. Like it didn't bring anything good to her life. And it had been going on for seven years. And mostly she was just getting used by this person and was mommying him. But she just couldn't uh, cut him loose. And again, friends, family, everybody she knows were just begging him, get rid of this guy. And she just couldn't find it in herself to do it. Every time she would try, something just kept drawing her back. And we had done so much energetic work on this, seriously, so much. But we just could not make this end. And I finally wondered, is there a past life connection between the two of them? And is it possible that that's the relationship that she's trying to hold on to? So we did a past life regression. When we started, after all of the prompts are given, after you get the person into this, the, the life, the first prompt is, tell me what you see and what you are doing. And she paused for a minute and she said, I'm dying. And as a regressionist, you really hate hearing that because you really entered in the wrong place. <laughs> well, you didn't. You told them to go where they needed to go and that's where they went. And I was like, you're dying. And she said, yes, I'm underwater. She was underwater. She started to struggle. And someone pulled her out of the water. And as the story went, we discovered that she was quite young. She lived in a little French village. This was maybe the 1800s. And she was pregnant. And was pregnant by... Someone who lived in her town who was much more affluent than she was and who basically, when she got pregnant, let her know that this was the end of them and that if she told anyone that this was his baby, that he would deny it and that basically it would just paint her as the town whore. And so she didn't really have any support. She didn't have much of a family uh, connection, not people that were going to support her through this at all. And she actually decided that the best thing to do would be to die. So she was in water. She was in the ocean, actually, trying to drown herself. And an old man that was out walking saw her doing this and grabbed her and pulled her out. And he, it turned out, he had a little shop on... a like the little main road in this in this little village and there was a tiny apartment above the shop and he took her home with him and she worked for him in his shop and he supported her and she had that baby and raised that baby well i mean does anybody here want to guess who the guy was that broke her heart yeah same guy is in this life that she just couldn't let go of even though he broke her heart over and over and over again Eventually, in that lifetime, she managed to find happiness. She did marry and had several more children, and that husband raised the oldest child. It was a boy, uh, beautifully, and the old man was like her grandfather. He, you know, she 
he was a large part of her family, a grandpa to her kids until he passed. And the other man, he still lived in that village. He married too. He had children. He never did acknowledge that son or have anything to do with him, but it didn't really seem to matter because that boy did end up having people who loved him and cared about him. And so did she. Um, it was a really interesting experience that lifetime. And what she came out of it with was the awareness that perhaps the connection that she was fighting so hard to hold on to with that man wasn't really from this lifetime. And it did give her the courage to cut him off. It was only a couple of weeks after that regression that she broke up with him for good. It was really, really empowering, something really interesting. So that's something that I feel like is um, one of those times, you know, where a past life regression is extremely interesting, but also gives you such a window into where you have been, you know. Uh, number two in my article, our current problems, whatever they may be, are just a tiny snapshot of a giant picture. You have surmounted larger obstacles so many times, and you can do it now, too. I don't think that all past lives have to be like the most horrifying experiences of your life or of your you know, existence, but sometimes they are uh, a little sobering, you know, not always. Not always, but sometimes they are. I was thinking about a time when, with a client, we had gone to a lifetime where she, this was in around the 1700s, and she lived in a village in England where her daughter accused her of witchcraft. And she, this was a teenage daughter that was about 17. They did not have a good relationship. Things were quite tenuous with them. And she convinced the people in their village that she was a witch. And she was one of those healer types, you know. She was an herbalist and she was a midwife and, you know, did practice, you know, healing which for some reason uh, was, you know, equated with being some kind of evil being back in certain days, uh, you know, thanks to certain churches. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, in that life, they actually laid her down and stacked uh, rocks on a, they put a door on top of her, and they piled rocks on the door until she was crushed. And that's how she died in that life. It wasn't really what I had expected. It wasn't really what I thought we were looking for when we went into past lives with her. And yet it was a really profound experience for her because she and her daughter had a really rough experience in this lifetime. And she wasn't really sure why. They never really bonded. She didn't feel good about her. I didn't trust her from the time she was little, really through no fault of this uh, this girl's, you know, no fault of her own, but that was her daughter in that life. And this experience actually really helped them to heal their relationships in ways that uh, I think that my client never really knew she could. I always thought that was pretty interesting. Number three, our loved ones who have died are never more than a whisper away. 
Time and time again in regressions, I have witnessed clients go through their deaths and then then stay very close to their loved ones until the ends of their lives so many times. You don't always die in a past life regression, but sometimes you do. And I usually ask my client before we ever go in, if you start into a death, I won't usually stop it unless this is something you really don't want to experience. And I usually ask them while we're in the moment too, do we need to experience this or should we go? And it's a mixed bag. Sometimes I hear that we need to stay and sometimes I hear that, no, let's go. And it doesn't matter to me. That's up to you. I will tell you that uh, going through a death in a past life regression is an extremely healing experience. I think that for people who have experienced a lot of loss in their life and have a lot of grief, it's a very useful uh, experience to have so that you understand what perhaps or a little bit of how perhaps your family members felt when they crossed. But again, it's not everybody wants to experience that, but sometimes you will. Okay, and number four, every life will have some regrets and some triumphs. Love big, travel, be kind, and refuse to become jaded by life. Live your life in a way that wherever it ends or whenever it ends, your regrets will be few. Uh, At the end of every life, I always ask for a bit of a life review. Why did we come to this life? What do we need to know about it? What are the takeaways? If you could send a message from Karen in that life to Lisa in her current life, what would it be? Very profound wisdom comes out of those questions, and I, I always ask them because it's really important to understand why did we come. And it's also interesting how often in lives that were quite challenging, what kind of beauty and wisdom comes from them. Really interesting, uh, really powerful. And number five, the most powerful lessons are learned during times of struggle. It is possible to keep loving, keep finding joy, and keep living Even during hard times, your struggles shape who you are even more than your successes do. And past life regression, that's probably the biggest lesson that you will learn in past life work. So very interesting stuff. But that is, uh, so that's what we're doing. So again, if you want to join that past life group and go on a past life regression with me tomorrow, go into one of yours. All the information is in the chat room. It's also here in Luminous Magazine to register. And there is a 50% off coupon code so that you can uh, make it a little bit easier for you to be there. So that's what's going on. I'm going to take a quick peep into the chat room here. One question I always like to ask is how many lives have you had? And the Answers vary a lot from people to people. Some people have told me nine. I've heard 53. Uh, Kind of a range in between all of those. I have experienced with people lives that were not happening on earth. Very interesting. Seeing colors, animals, things that they can't even put human words to. Always very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's see, just another quick look here. Okay, Anna says she's always been drawn to Ireland. That's something I would love to know about my life there. Glastonbury and Lemuria, yeah. My sister Kara had a past life regression once that took her to Lemuria, and my dad and me, we were all three there together. 
pretty interesting. Katie said, what about birthmarks? Both of my children have the same red mark in the same spot on the back of their head. There is a belief, and I believe that Sylvia Brown said this uh, first, but others have said it as well, that the it's very possible that where you have a birthmark is a place where that is a scar on your soul from a, a, a way or a place that you died in a past life. I think that's true and I think it's not true in that I think it's true to some degree. I don't think that every birthmark that everyone has is a mark of death, right? <laughs> I think we should be careful with that belief. But uh, I think it is sometimes true and that it, it the that specific birthmark should be looked at, you know, and considered. So, but the back of the head, Katie, makes me wonder if there is some truth to that with your kids. It's interesting. Rebecca said, I've had two dreams that I was Native American in past lives. Katie said, I had a vision on a time that I was an old shepherd living in a shack and it was raining. And I have always worried about being able to pay bills and shelter. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have a life in which you were in some kind of, uh, wow, well, the word just left me, but, you know, perhaps you were a nun or you were a monk and lived in a way that you had a vow of poverty. Sometimes I find uh, people that need to let go of, you know, that vow of poverty in this lifetime, give themselves permission to have money and have abundance. Yeah. Interesting. Elizabeth said, I wonder if I have one or many past lives in Europe. I've always had some such an affinity for some of the countries. And that's something that is really interesting to think about is that if there is a country or an area or an era that you are particularly drawn to, that you feel a lot of love for, it is possible that that is a past life connection all in itself. Really interesting. Jennifer said, how often do you feel we go through past lives over and over? I'm not entirely sure what the question is. Uh, how often do we re-experience lives? Is that your question, Jennifer? Or do you mean how often should we re-experience past lives? And that, I think, is uh, something that should be done once in a while, not all the time. I think diving too deeply into past lives sometimes keeps you from being present in this one. So occasional peaks, very useful. Constant past life work, I think, sometimes gets a little tedious. Kate says, I know one of my past life accents comes through so hard that people can hear it and ask me consistently where I am from. I swear I don't have a speech impediment, and I'm from Utah and Idaho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually had people in past life regressions start speaking with an accent, which is kind of fun, or start talking in uh, the voice of or the inflections of a child. Sometimes you, when you first start into a life, you're, you know, dealing with a little one, and I've heard people's voices, their entire countenance change. I had a regression with a client once who has this, in this lifetime, she has this really wild uh kind of untamed red hair and she always struggles with it because it just doesn't ever do what she wants it to do and in this regression she was getting married and she started uh, walking up the aisle and she started laughing so hard and she said my hair my hair looks so good 
how can that be? <laughs> and it really made me laugh because she really hates her hair in this lifetime. But apparently in that one, it looked great. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, my gosh. Made me laugh. All right. Let's do a couple of past life channelings. Oh, just taking a quick look at the chat here. All right, let's look for Laura. Laura, I'm going to dive in. This I don't do this on the air very often because it definitely creates some dead space, which I don't really like, but I guess it is what it is. So, Laura, this life is French. You are a little girl. Your parents were some kind of crafters. They made something like shoes or clothing. And your father has died and your mother is extremely depressed. And she's trying to continue to do the work because obviously you guys need to eat. Uh, she doesn't really know how. Some of the things that you, they did, he did, and she did not. And so she's trying to put out the same kinds of product, or you know, the same kinds of, uh, you know, things that they had sold. But she's really struggling because she doesn't know how to do some of the things that he did. And people are cruel to you guys. Um, the little shop it's kind of like a shop space that you also live in the back of. And, I mean, she's just this grieving widow with a few little children. There's two brothers as well as you. You're the oldest. And she's trying to figure out how to put out the same kinds of, uh, I really think that these are shoes, that her husband was to try to just, you know, keep food on the table. And people are mean. They want what they used to have. They want things repaired. And she's not really able to do it and it's really um it's kind of heartbreaking but what i'm seeing you do is help i see you picking up tools i see you helping with your brothers like i see you really trying to step in and kind of pull her together and help her hold it together so that you guys can figure it out and i actually feel like eventually you do the two of you together do and kind of get things back on a more even keel. You don't keep making the same kinds of uh, shoe that you used to. It actually changes to something else uh, that she can do. And it's something that you can do and things actually, they get a lot better, but she's quite emotionally uh, fragile and you never leave her. You stay right there and work and take care of her. I feel like eventually your brothers, you know, grow up and go. And you don't in this lifetime, Laura. You stay right there. And it's because you, I feel like, made a promise to your father that you would take care of her. And you're determined to live up to that. I feel like you are unable to do anything differently. And so you stay right there. You live and work with her, uh, clear up until the time of her death. And then you just stay there and do the same thing. Um, 
in some ways, I think in this life, you were quite stuck. You really didn't have the opportunity to move on, to have your own family, to seek out your own happiness. Really, you spent that whole lifetime trying to ensure her happiness. And it's not that I don't want to make this sound like a complete life of misery. I don't think it was. However, definitely it was a life of sacrifice on your part. Uh, seems like you broke the uh, the mold a little in that one. And yet uh, being willing to sacrifice for the happiness of others is certainly one of your traits in this lifetime. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Jane said, what does my past life say about my resistance to doing dishes? I will let you know as soon as I figure that out for myself. You should see my kitchen right now. Horrifying. It's on my list today. It sucks. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Going back. I All right, Belle. I wanted to look at a past life for you. So let's take a little peek here. Okay, this is a seafront town. I would say around the mid to late 1800s, maybe a little, or more like late 1800s, early 1900s. It's a fishing town. Everybody goes out on fishing boats and fishes. Not everyone. Uh, typically, it looks like the women stay home and raise the families, and the men go out on boats. And you're actually male in this lifetime, Belle. That's one thing that I don't think I really mentioned, but you're not always female or male in any life. You, that can change. You are male in this lifetime. I'm seeing you as a younger boy, probably around the age of 15. And you do go out on the boat with, looks to me like maybe dad and uncles. And you guys fish. And then you bring those fish in and you sell them and this and you take fish home. This is how how the family is fed. So why did we visit this life? Okay, so <laughs> I don't know. There's no great tragedy wonderfully in this life you actually um you do oh it's a choice I got it okay so you do marry a girl in this lifetime from your same little village here and you end up doing something that really isn't done you end up leaving your dad and his brothers and their little fishing operation and you go fish with her dad and it creates a real rift in your family your mother is heartbroken about it uh, apparently, that's just a real breach of tradition that typically you stay and fish with your family. Uh, and you chose to go fish with her dad because your dad didn't pay you very well. And it was making it really hard to support your family. And his dad was off or her dad was offering you more money. And you made that change. But it created a quite a rift in your family uh, forever. 
I mean, I, I think it got better to the degree that you weren't like, you know, estranged from your family, but there was a, a big rift there over that. And it also seemed to take a, like you would have inherited your dad's operation eventually, apparently, but uh, kind of ended his operation at the end of the day. So interesting. But I, so I was just asking, why did we go and why did we enter this life? And they said, because it is about choices and that in this lifetime, making decisions for you has sometimes been a huge challenge that you uh, sometimes have to weigh absolutely everything from a place of, um, looking at how it would affect absolutely everyone to the degree that you worry yourself sick about decisions. And sometimes you just don't make decisions that need to be made and just kind of sit on them because you don't want to upset somebody. You don't want to hurt somebody. And they're saying that that tendency came from this lifetime. They also said that you've gotten a lot better with that as you've gotten older, but that that's where that tendency came from. So interesting. So Teresa said, this is interesting. I'm not, <clears throat> pardon me, too sure I believe it, but it makes sense. You know what? I'll tell you what. I felt the same way about past lives for a long time. And it wasn't until I experienced them for myself that I really, uh, really fell in. Uh, I think that healthy skepticism is really, really important. So Teresa, I'm all about that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bell says, yep, 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 too right. Yep, huh, interesting. Well, you guys, here we are. We've done what we do. We've talked it down to the end of the show. So I want to, again, invite you to join me in my class tomorrow, if that sounds interesting to you. You'll find all of the information for it over at 12academy.com. And if you'd like my 50% off coupon to take that class, just Go find Luminous Magazine at katie-weaver.com and you'll find the coupon code in there in my memoirs to check that out. So I would love to have you there. I do hope that you guys have a wonderful day. I hope that you're hanging in there. And again, I'm over at one2listen.com every day. If I can help you in any way, let me know. You've been listening to The Katie Weaver Show here on 1-2 Radio where we're changing the way you listen to the world. 